Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, minutes after the end of the regular season, sitting inside Wells Fargo Center, there's popcorn, pizza, crisps, water bottles, everything imaginable on the floor. But joining me, Duncan Mackenzie McHarg, the longest name I've ever had to introduce on this podcast. He works for Fox Sports Australia. How are you doing? Not too bad, Max. How do you spell that one, do you reckon? Mackenzie McHarg. Do you want to give it a go? M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-M-C-H-A-R-G. Got it in one. You've been stalking me on Twitter or something, have you? We've been DMing for the last 20 minutes about... You can, you can tell the story about there's, a, there's an Australian delicacy being sold at Philadelphia in Philadelphia because of Mr. Simmons. That's exactly right. They're calling it the Great Australian Taste. Basically, it's an Australian meat pie company called 4 and 20. They thought they'd try and infiltrate this niche market that's coming to Wells Fargo Centre. All these Aussies are coming to Philadelphia to watch Ben Simmons. There'd be hundreds, th- there'd be thousands, definitely, uh, this season. Uh, so what the 4 and 20 have done is they've decided to sell a, an Australian delicacy, a 4 and 20 meat pie at some of the stands around here. I actually asked one of the salesmen how many they'd sold. They reckon only about three or four. So I can't imagine they're going that well, but it was delicious. And I might actually take a photo of it and give it to your pod. Three or four sales. And this wasn't two hours before tip-off. This was at half time, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and by the time I got it, uh, it was pretty cold as well. So I'm not sure how much longer these pies are going to be sticking around for. Hopefully they will be sticking around for a bit longer because I found them absolutely delicious. What's in the pie? Gravy, meat, and X Factor. Questionable meat, I'd say. Yeah. You just don't think about it. It's a bit like a sausage. You sort of just put it in your gob and... Hope for the best. Don't work out how it's made. Um, you've got the intel on the Aussie, everything Aussie. Uh, the pie, did did Ben, did his father have anything to do with it coming here or is it just something that Philly have decided to do? No, nothing at all. No, this is basically uh, an Australian company has decided to infiltrate this niche market here in the United States, the, the Aussie expat who comes over here to watch Ben play and sell them pies. Ben had nothing to do with it. His father had nothing to do with it. I think the Simmons camp just quietly were a little bit pissed off about that. But um, no, the 4 and 20, I'm not, like I said, I'm not really sure how much longer this experiment's going to be lasting for. Uh, but Ben and his father, Dave, had nothing to do with it, no. We've just watched Philadelphia take down Milwaukee. You've got two point guards on the sixes who can bag triple doubles. Markel Fultz got his tonight, a rebound in the last minute. But just generally for Australian basketball, Simmons has had a great year. He could win Rookie of the Year. Joe Ingles is just a great story. Four years ago, he was in Israel. Now he's one of the most popular NBA figures. There's plenty more names out there. You've spoken to a few of them this week. What's it like back home? The react- I know you're based in LA, but what's the reaction been like back home? The reaction back home is enormous. I can't really describe how big Ben Simmons has gotten the last 12 months. He's gone from relative obscurity to arguably the biggest sports star in Australia at the moment. It is, it is absolutely incredible. You walk down Melbourne or Sydney, there's people in Philadelphia, singlets. Um, I know NBA press passes have gone through the roof just to watch Ben play. Like I said before, Australians are coming to Philadelphia to watch Ben play. Every Australian now um, barracks and supports the Philadelphia 76ers. It's quite remarkable. This guy is completely almost changing 
uh, the sport of basketball on its head in Australia. And alongside those other guys, Matthew Delavadova, Aaron Baines, Thon Maker, uh, Joe Ingles, Dante Exum, Paddy Mills, uh, this is probably the most exciting time in Australian basketball ever, I think. Uh, this Boomers team has never won a medal at an Olympic Games, and uh, they're hopeful of you know, not only winning a medal at 2020, but hopefully challenging this American team. Cheating in cricket changes the narrative as well. Now there's now there's a f- more focus on basketball. That's very very true. Uh, that's that's been an, an embarrassing debacle. That's all I can really describe. That you and your captain, your vice captain, and your young gun all get done for ball tampering and are out for twelve months. I mean that's pretty disgraceful, isn't it? But um, no, cricket is definitely on the nose in that country, and it's all about basketball at least for the time being. Sorry, I had to bring it up once. It's England against Australia always, even though we're in America. So Ben Simmons is this popular figure, as you say, almost the most popular sports figure in Australia. Is it fair to say that Matthew Delavadova has this shot where his head goes to the left and the right? You've got Joe Ingalls, who is a quirky character. He's a very good player now, but he's a quirky guy, very much a family man. Is Ben Simmons the most popular because he's the most talented? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Um... Australia's always produced like some pretty solid basketballers. I mean, Andrew Bogut was the number one draft pick as well. I mean, he uh, probably never really lived up to his potential. Paddy Mills won an NBA championship. But Ben Simmons uh, is being talked about as one of the greatest rookies ever in, in NBA history. Uh, and the fact that he's declared himself an Australian, declared himself really early as an Australian. Remember, his, his father, Dave, is a proud American. Um, but he uh, came to Australia, played with the Melbourne Tigers, and Ben was... Uh, born in Australia so Ben is now proudly Australian and that makes him even more popular because he really flaunts the fact that he's an Australian figure he said very early on what he wants to play for the Boomers and like I said I mean he is uh, probably two three four times more talented than those other guys it was funny he's very proud to be Australian and he certainly doesn't want to be American because he came to London in January with the Sixers and I think you've got Bogut Kyrie Irving and Simmons who were all born in Melbourne and we said that to him, and he was very adamant. He said, no, Kyrie Irving, he's American. He's American. Yeah, yeah. Just, just blurted that out. So yeah. he's very much still in his, in his way, right, even though he's over here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just a funny kind of situation because Kyrie was born in Melbourne mm. uh, and then temporarily was there, came back to the U.S., became a gun of a player, uh, and then represented Team USA. Simmons is almost the other way around, you know. Uh, he's come over here. He's got an American accent. A lot of people over here think he's American until you say, no, he's Australian. I, 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 I promise you that. And they said, really? Oh, I never really knew that, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. Um, but look out for this Boomers team in 2020. I mean, we've got so much potential. Uh, we've got about three point guards, though. I'm not sure how that's going to work. We've got, we've got Matthew Delavadova. We've got uh, Dante Exum. We've got sort of Ben Simmons is a point guard, point forward. Paddy Mills is a shooting guard. We need some hype. We need some big, burly characters, I think. <laughs> I love that Donovan Mitchell walked in the other day with a jacket on that said the definition of the word rookie was on his fleece. After what Ben Simmons said, you know, he's the clear rookie of the year candidate. Who do you think is going to take it? Who do you think deserves to take it, Simmons or Mitchell? I think this is going to come down to a legacy vote. So I think a lot of people will be making their vote based on how it's going to be perceived in five or ten years' time. I think the potential of Simmons is a lot greater than Donovan Mitchell. Maybe that's just me being biased, but I think a lot of those that are voting will probably vote on that basis. So say, for example, if Donovan Mitchell did get Rookie of the Year, right, and then five or ten years later, Ben Simmons turns into this incredible 
player who's likened to Magic Johnson or LeBron James or whoever, and they go, oh, my God, do they not give the Rookie of the Year to Ben Simmons in that year? Did you take a look at his stats? I mean, he was on his way to becoming arguably one of the greatest players of all time. So I think for that very reason, um, it'll probably go to Ben. But once again, don't rule out them uh, having a co-rookie of the year because I think it's it's almost too close to call, isn't it? Well, the obvious things that differentiate Mitchell, he can shoot the lights out and he, he wasn't supposed to be this. Simmons yeah. was, was slated to be a very good player early on. Mitchell, a lot of people missed on him and he's... The Jazz were ninth, 10th, 10, 15 games under 500 oh, yeah. back at the, in last year. Now they they potentially, as we speak, could finish third if they beat Portland. So yeah. that's what Mitchell could win on. Is You look at Westbrook last year, he averaged a triple-double. Arguably or not, he won the MVP. I disagree with it. But he's just recorded another triple-double for the season. Yeah. First guy ever to do it in t- two years. But he's not going to win it again. He's no. not going to win the MVP again. Same stat. So you have to. it's wishy-washy at times, these awards. Yeah, it can be. And I'm sure, were you referencing James Harden? You, you thought James Harden would have won last year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought James Harden, I think James Harden is a clear MVP winner this year, and I think he probably should have won last year as well. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny which way you look at it. I mean, everyone's saying that, you know, Simmons isn't a clear rookie, but look, the rules are the rules, you know what I mean? That's not going to change people's decision when they come to vote. I think at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, I think, Ben is probably more of a complete player than Donovan. Donovan's a great scorer and he's been leading the scoring for the Jazz. But I think Ben's probably got more tools in his arsenal. You know? What's your favourite interaction you've had with an Australian guy in the NBA, whether it be this season or past? There are a few funny guys that will give you some great lines. Mate, you've spoke to Maker this week. dela has been around. Yeah. Well, I had a cool experience with you, actually, in the hallways of Madison Square Garden. We were... Uh, it was a pre-game shoot-around, and it was no, it was the pre-game locker room, and we were both trying to speak with uh, some Milwaukee Bucks players. And I was on the lookout for Matthew Delavadova because he hadn't played in 28 games or 27 games or something. Had this ankle sprain that was just hanging around. I was thinking, is this guy going to pl- actually play in the NBA playoffs? So I pretty much stalked Delhi in the hallways of Madison Square Garden, turned a corner, and there he was. He wasn't playing that day, but he was on his exercise bike, uh, <laughs> cycling away. And I was like. I'll wait until he gets off the bike before I, uh, before I interview him. I'm not, not going to be that invasive. And then I said to him, I said, mate, can we have a chat when you get off the exercise bike? And he said, listen, mate, I can't. Let's just do the interview here while I'm cycling. And I said, are you sure that's going to be fine? And he said, yeah, absolutely. So I set up my camera and my tripod, my one-man band here over here in the United States. And we had this uh, epic interview where Delhi's like having these long, expansive answers. He's sweating bullets. He's, Breathing uh, hard. He's telling me about his, uh, his rehab regimen and how he's going to get back. It turned into be like one of the great pieces I've ever done, actually. And it just happened by default because he basically said, no, I'm not going to do a stand-up for you. Can you do it on the bike? And I said, okay. So that's been a cool one. Uh, I've interviewed Paddy Mills a couple of times. He's honestly one of the nicest uh, guys in Australian sport, and he's totally loved Down Under. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to inter- interviewing Joe. I've got to go to Utah tomorrow and interview Joe Ingalls. I mean, he's likened and to look a little bit like a, an English school teacher. He doesn't look really like a professional athlete. So I'm looking forward to hearing his thoughts on the game as well. <laughs> yeah, he gets a lot of geography teacher, maths teacher call-outs. Yeah. I, I, uh, I spoke to Delavadova on the bike just before you did, and he was talking about Joe Ingalls. And he said he would not trust him with a barbecue. He would take Aaron Baines every day of the week. Yeah. Do you agree with that? What, what's your sense on the barbecue master of uh, Australian NBA players? Well, it, looked like, it looks like Aaron Baines has been to a few more barbecues uh, than anyone else. I mean, the guy's absolutely ginormous. Um, he's got like this Japanese look where he's got like a, a sort of a, a ponytail with a sort of shaved sides and a, 
and an interesting kind of beard. And yeah, he's he's. I reckon he'd be he'd take command of the Barbie for sure. <laughs> or Andrew Bogut. I reckon he'd have. He's, Andrew's always got so many views on the world and uh, the NBA and the league and Australian basketball. He'd certainly like. He'd be sort of over to the corner of the barbecue and telling them how it should be cooked and <laughs> the history of Australian barbecues and why they're all wrong. <laughs> we hear a lot about Australian barbecues. How should it be done? Well, first of all, you don't put a shrimp on the barbie. I mean, that's one of the great misnomers. Um, you put a prawn, if anything, on the barbie. Um, Just one prawn. Yeah, it is. I mean, everyone, everyone's got their own style. It depends. Like, some people like to absolutely have it at... 9 or 10 on the heat level and you can just sear the steak. You put it on once for a minute and the other side for a minute and then that bang, Bob's your uncle. But I don't think there's any real one way of cooking a barbecue. I think that's part of the uh, interesting thing of Australian culture. Whenever you go to an Australian barbecue party, everyone's sort of got their thoughts on how best to cook meat. So I've had two Philly cheesesteaks in two days, but i tell you how you should do a barbecue in the UK with rain and an umbrella. That's the only, those are the only two rules. Just quickly before you go, we just watched the Sixers take down the Bucks. So the Eastern Conference playoff field is set. Toronto play Washington, Boston plays Milwaukee, Philly face Miami, and Cleveland play Indiana. Is there an upset in there somewhere? I'll have a look at those. Let me just have a look at that one again. Mm, I reckon, if any, it'll be the Boston-Milwaukee matchup. Why? No Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. I went to Boston on Sunday. I saw the Celtics play against the Atlanta Hawks. They were dreadful in the last quarter. Absolutely dreadful. I think they'll be a little bit lost without Kyrie. And don't underestimate the power of big game players uh, in the playoffs. Giannis Antetokounmpo leading that Milwaukee Bucks lineup. Uh, I'm sure they were sort of they were going a bit half-paced here tonight, were they? They already booked their place in the playoffs. I think if if there's one matchup that, that could be the upset, it's the Milwaukee Bucks beating Boston. But who knows? Who knows? It's the playoffs. Anything can happen. I can tell you in the Bucks locker room afterwards, they've now not got a draft pick for this summer because they fell out the sixth spot. But the players don't really care about that. They were watching Denver, Minnesota. The T-Wolves obviously won that and got into the playoffs. They were watching that. They were cheering. They were jeering. They were really into it. And Terry was saying to Eric Bledsoe, you know, we're going to Beantown. And they all seemed very happy to be facing Boston. Mm. They couldn't control getting into that seventh spot by losing tonight, but they have. Yeah. And Boston have a lot of injuries. They, they seem confident. Joe Prunty was mad, mm. but the players seem very happy. So mm. I agree with you on that one. And, and last one in the West, I don't want to speculate on Utah, mm. New Orleans, because those aren't set yet. But one series that is set, mm. Golden State are going to play San, uh, San Antonio. Wow. Your mate Paddy Mills, that is an interesting one. You've got Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr. Yeah. Spurs were good in the conference finals last year before Kawhi went yeah. down. What do you expect? Do you think the Warriors can turn it on again? I think they will. I think they're one of these teams that just turns it on when they need to. Um, you've seen them rest players throughout the year. I mean, players have got, in inverted commas, injured or rested. Um, look, they've, they've done it so many times before. I mean, this is one of the best teams of the modern era. And they're coming up against the Spurs team that was lucky to make the playoffs, to be honest. I mean, they made their 21st consecutive playoff appearance. But, I mean, look at this Look at this Warriors team. I mean, Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, uh, Andre Iguodala. I mean, these guys are just total guns, total pros. Um and the San Antonio Spurs, I think, are a little, a little bit tired. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge has had a fantastic season. Anything could happen in the playoffs, but I, I can't see the Warriors not getting to the finals, you know? 
I think I think they'll get to the finals. They've got to get Curry back first, and he'll miss a few games. Well, from the Wells Fargo Centre, make sure you follow Duncan McKenzie McHarg on Twitter. He's a one-man band out here in LA. He's got he's got a huge suitcase, big camera, and a light, and now that feels you're a one-man band. You're doing a great job. So, all the Aussies out there, especially, follow away. Thanks, Max. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, long-time listener, first time on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.